0: You are listening to Waffle, the Bite-Sized Podcast, with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 29th of November, 2020. This week, Paul talks to Brogan T-shack Carlin about being a stand-up comedian, actor and writer. They discuss missing performing during the COVID crisis and Brogan reads from his new book, Tiny Badger.
1: Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com
0: slash Rossendale Radio.
1: And follow us on Twitter at
0: Rossendale Radio. Proud to be your local radio station. 104.7 Rossendale Radio, Lancashire. Yes, indeed. It is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Welcome. It's the Waffle Hour. My name is Paul Jenkins. And as ever, we are speaking to somebody from the world of words, uh, somebody to do with books or performance or comedy. And sometimes we get people that kind of fit in all three boxes. Uh, how are you doing, Brogan? How are you doing? I'm not too so bad, Paul. How are you? Right. Just to just to clear this up, because this has been many, many times we've met before and you've got mm-hmm. one of those lovely names that's spelt one way and is said another and I've absolutely got it right, right?
1: Um you 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 got all of it right apart from uh, Tizak oh. I, th- I, th- I think I it think lo- it looks kind of more Eastern European than it actually is. It's from Sheffield. Are you
0: sure <laughs> you can't go with Tizak I mean that that sounds much more like a Bond villain. You could go with that.
1: I think I, I think I could. I think it could be a, a character that's introduced at some point, and I'm, I'm very happy for you to say it as T Shack because it, it makes me sound far more interesting than, than I am in terms of kind of my origin.
0: I love the way that I, I went with the check-in on the Brogan, and I got that bit right, but then completely mucked up the rest. Uh, well, welcome yeah. to the show, <laughs> anyway. Um, it's it's lovely to speak to you, and it's it's brilliant as well when we get somebody on, and it's fresh uh, fresh news off the press. Um, that mm-hmm. uh, you, you've got a, your debut collection is out, uh, which is wonderful. Yes. Uh, I tell you what, let's 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 go straight in there let's let's talk about because it's got the best name in the world you've you've named my favorite animal in in the title of your book what what is your book called sir
1: my my TV collection is called tiny badger which is what everybody needs in their life if, yeah, if, if we... we
0: all had a tiny badger everybody would just be that little bit better off i reckon
1: I think so. I think I think that's definitely the case. Um, but yeah, yeah. Tiny Badger is actually what, uh, as far as I'm aware, is what my name means. It's what Brogan or Bracorn means. Um, that, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, at what point in your life did you discover this? Was, was this something you've always grown up with or somewhere there was like a, a teenage, you know what, I'm inquisitive, I'm going to find out now. And this is what it came back with.
1: Well, well, the thing was when I was a kid, I was always asking my dad and stuff. I said, Well "What, what does my name actually mean?" And I, she just said, "Oh, warrior, mighty warrior." <laughs> it means, it means kind of knight. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then when I got to about sixteen, I typed in, I just typed in my name on Google <clears> to see what comes up when you type in the name, and it was a short story called Brogan the Badger." And I was like, "Oh, that's weird." There's a story nice. called "Broken the Badger." And then when I went to uh, university did English. We kind of got into looking into old English and kind of uh Gaelic and things like that, and Irish. And I found out that broc means badger. B R O C. Oh, okay. And then and then the suffix a n with the with my fathers on top of it is is a diminutive. <laughs> so oh. it's, 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 it just means small badger. Um, a small
0: badger, not a baby one, but to, but actually one of the no. diminutive stature.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly that, that's, that's what I that's what I consider myself to be is a is a badger of diminutive stature these days.
0: Well, it's it's absolutely brilliant that you've gone with that, and I think that kind of Compasses your approach to performance, and art. and there's a there's a certain amount of self-referential self-refer- stuff in your work. Um, mm-hmm. You you don't take things too seriously, uh, which is which is quite quite nice. I think there's a there's a certain there's a certain degree of, of kind of aloofness to the to the work that when I've seen you performing. Um, now, I mean, let's I, uh, let's kick in with the book. I think. Uh, do, do you mm-hmm. have you got any pieces you might be able to share with us, and that will certainly launch the conversation. I think.
1: Um yeah I've got one that you've heard before i can okay. read, i can re- I can
0: read a new one I'm almost well. it's, it's completely up to you i mean the the, the the I mean the people of rossendale may have may or may not have come across your work before but let's uh, let's <laughs> sure I, and, uh, and I, I could tell you my favorites there's also a few of your sweary ones which've you've said unfortunately you can't share with us this afternoon and I yeah. think we'll go with that uh, but <laughs> uh, but um yeah I mean it's your choice it's your book let's let's plug away
1: um okay so i'll i'll do I'll do um one of the first ones I ever wrote if that's mm-hmm. okay um let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> it seems like a <laughs> uh, poem. Um so, so this poem I wrote uh kind of in response to what I felt kind of was a generational nostalgia which a lot of people have, mm-hmm. which is that kind of each generation looks back into a time of their of their youth um that's kind of long gone and long missing and there's always a, a pining. And a longing for that uh, yeah. time, which you can never get back. And I thought that was quite sad, so uh, mm. I wrote a little poem about that. If that's all right.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I'm crying already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's a sad one. <laughs> okay, um, this this one's called it's called Memories. When I were a boy, this were all fields, pure naked nature, not even crops to yield. No cineplex stood in that plot yonder afar. We just skipped gaily through fields, catching butterflies in jar. When I were a boy, this were all grass. No roads to travel on with a fancy bus pass. It was nothing but green from here to Timbuktu. No Thai massage parlours or nightclubs for you, Paul. When I were a boy, this were just daisies. And we'd lie on our backs, shirts dirty, just lazy. There were no buildings here. No none. None at all. Not when I was a lad. Well, I'll be honest. That sounds blooming rubbish. <laughs> it was Side, Granddad. Thank you. That's that. Part. Oh,
0: sorry. I forgot that Granddad had a retort there. I started my yeah, laughter just. I, I always. I, I kind of knew it was coming, and I thought it's true we we look on these we have these um, uh, sites locally of sort of like do you remember when it was like this bygone times it's like there's a reason it's bygone times we kind of moved on
1: yeah it's like do you remember remember when cinemas were bad it's like yeah I guess yeah (laughs) it's awful I remember walking into these
0: rooms and all you could smell was cigarettes it's like yeah cheers thank you
1: yeah (laughs) And the, and, the, and the kind of byproducts of that weren't great for kind of public health. So let, let's be glad that we got rid of that.
0: All uh, right, let's go back to the old days when we had rickets. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, Do you remember,
1: whoop, remember Whooping <laughs> <laughs> no, Car? I,
0: no, I don't, because we'd inoculated against it by the time <laughs> I came round.
1: <laughs> And that's
0: good. It's uh, it is that's what I mean. Is that it, there's a kind of like there's, uh, What you've managed to do there is you've you have created that kind of romantic image of the past, which is what we all we all do it, don't we? I mean, I I look back on it. You know, I listen to. You know, I, I always find it amazing. We've got an '80s show that our, our, our friend Joe Petrie does, and and I always listen. And go, oh, I remember doing this and this and this. But mm-hmm. actually, for the for the next year, for my kids, they're they're like, well, this is rubbish. This is terrible. They're looking yeah. for the you know the '90s and, and possibly the '90s as their nostalgia. So we all mm-hmm. move on don't we?
1: Yeah, I think there's a tipping point to that, though, because I remember kind of about when I was in my teens Mm. and stuff, I was never a fan of 80s music, because I was kind of, oh, that's all my parents listened to, like, in their 20s and stuff, and then, but now... I can't get enough of Erasure, Paul. Though, I'm honest, to be honest with <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I'm, I'm full circle. I'm so into the '80s at the moment.
0: Well, I tell you what, you haven't chosen any Erasure, but actually, uh, there's no. a certain there's a certain theme, th- certainly in your first couple of songs. Um, yeah. Now you've gone for Think About Things um, yes. from uh, now. If you want to pronounce the uh, the, the the title of the, of the of the of the of the name of the artist, you'd be a better man than I, because uh, this was the Icelandic Eurovision song from last year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he, he pronounces his name, I think, because, well, you read it and you think either D- Dathi Frey or Dai Frey, but whenever he introduces his videos, he goes, hello, my name is Dai Frey, and he just he says no, he just says the D and then that's it, and he goes straight into Frey, he says Dai Frey. Yeah, Dai Frey. Dai Frey.
0: We've actually got it as in Icelandic on the system, and it's like Dai there's a lot of Gs in there.
1: <laughs> oh, like, Gagdamagne. Gaq- that's the one. I think is the, yeah, great, isn't it?
0: <laughs> or whatever, it's called Think about, <laughs> about Things. Why have you gone for this one? <laughs>
1: um... This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life, if <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, we, I was kind of scrolling through the Eurovision entries this year um, when, when I kind of heard it was being cancelled and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll give a listen to them. I kind of scrolled through a few, listened to them, and then I got to this, and I, I fell in love with Dayflare instantly. Um, I think this is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. and. and I was- yeah Yeah, i i I could i I challenge anyone to disagree with that
0: (laughs) well we're gonna have a good two minutes and 51 of it and uh, we can have the debate afterwards this is think about things 104.7 rossendale radio welcome back to the waffle segment and uh you're absolutely right Uh, that is possibly one of the uh, the greatest songs ever written i think you're right (laughs) we we were grooving in the studio to that one (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it, it's it's a hard one to beat. I, I've been trying to beat it all year. I heard it about March. I've been mm. trying to find a song that matches it, and I, I can't really. Um, so it's kind of been that repeat for about seven months now. To be honest,
0: when I was uh, when I was putting it in the system, there's actually there's two choices. There's a Hot Chip <laughs> remix of that as well. If you've come across that, um yeah. it's, it's even funkier and bouncier than that. And I didn't think that was possible. um yeah. So uh, so yeah, think about things. We're we're big fans of Icelandic Eurovision entries and other Eurovision entries, which we'll come to in just a little while. Um, <laughs> We're going to take you back to the wonders of 1975 later. Um, but I'm just, uh, before we go any further, I'm going to have a look at your, your biography here. Uh, and that's, yeah. it's sort of a comedian, actor, performance poet, based in Manchester, so not a million miles away mm-hmm. from us here in the valley. Um, yeah. Winner of the Manchester Word War uh the mm-hmm. hammer and tongue national finalist 2019 alumnus which may always i love that word because it always reminds me of mr Tumnus from the uh, <laughs> uh it immediately makes me think of everyone as a small fawn uh, of the multi-award winning durham review uh, and that's just a little tiny snippet that doesn't even go into your tours your edinburgh show last year uh your uh, your work with romper i mean you tell us i mean how is this performer uh, how is your life in performance how do you describe it <laughs>
1: um i I'd say at the moment it's it's non-existent just sporadic but, oh, yeah. but for the pa- but for the past but for the past kind of uh, three years until March until the to the event uh, yeah. it's been it's been it's been it's been fun. I think it, it, I kind of fell into it is the thing because I always kind mm. of like that I liked acting and stuff in like university I did a lot of stuff and then I auditioned for the review um the sketch troop in Durham. And that was the kind of the first time I'd ever written any kind of comedy. Was like I used to write poetry when I was a kid, but then like I'd never really written any like a comedy script before. So I had to write that for that audition, and that yeah. went down well. And it's like my audition sketches for that got into the the Edinburgh show and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is actually this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at Underbelly with a show called Laugh Actually, which is a, I, I think you'll agree, a great pun on Love Actually. Of course, um,
0: and it, and also it's an episodic film that you can divide up into nice little neat sketches.
1: Yeah, and it, it, to fair, there was no sketches in the show that had anything to do with Love Actually. It was, it was, it was the, one at the beginning and one at the end that we kind of use as like a framing device. A lot know. of very
0: disappointed Hugh Grant fans came away from that show.
1: Yeah, well, Emma came, Emma Thompson came and she, oh my she, was, she was livid. She was livid. She, she threw a bottle at me, as she <laughs> didn't really. Um, no, but, yeah, so that that was a lot of fun. So we did that, and then I left university and into the kind of the great unknown. Yeah. And I didn't know I didn't really know what to do. So then I started writing poems, mm. um, kind of in my spare time in Manchester, just kind of to fill the evenings. I was working as a teach assistant at primary school at the time, right? And then. I was, I don't know, I just did it because I liked it. And I thought, oh, well, I, I did perform as well. So I was like, well, I can try and find a perform at the Poetry Nighting. I'd never been to one before. Yeah. So then I went to Just Right Speaks in Bury, um, Which is where where we met for the first time. It
0: was. I feel kind of honoured that I was there on that first night because I remember you trying coming in and saying, "I've never done anything like this before." And I was like, "And then we we all sort of sat there looking at each other. Well, if he's never done anything like this before, we're all in trouble Uh, because (laughs) you you had people eating out of the palm of your hand that night. It was, uh, and people there were were some really lovely former guests on this show as well. Jeff uh, uh, Jeff Moriarty was there, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, if I remember correctly, it was um, uh, I can't remember who else is there. Um, Oh. Oh, uh, Sharon Lowe. Sharon Lowe. Yeah, go yeah, on.
1: Danny, Danny Murphy was there. Danny Murphy was um, doing that
0: night, and uh, and it was it was just it was a really sort of just one of those nice moments I think where it was sort of like <laughs> wow, there's another person here,
1: uh, we, we, and it's just you've just gone from strength to strength ever since. Yeah, it's been it's been fun because well I, that was my first ever gig. Mm. Um, was in was in the back room of that the Christmas one. Yeah. Whereas where I did pigeons and I, I was just screaming at the <laughs> room like there's <laughs> about twelve was in there and I didn't know anyone and I and I was at first because like oh we'll get the newbie at first. Yeah. Just screaming profanities in this tiny, <laughs> in this small room in a pub, and I felt so self-conscious. I was like, this is terrifying. But then Jeff asked me if I wanted to come in headline the one yeah. in January, which was the next one, and I thought, oh, I was like, oh, well, I better get a half an hour set together. So then started, like, frantically open mic in, in kind of Macclesfield, in different places around Manchester, in Greater Manchester, and um, swiftly put together a set in a month. And then by July... I'd I'd headline a few other places like in the northeast and northwest and by July I'd I'd, I'd put together Don't Bother which is the 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 hour-long show that we took to Edinburgh last year ended up doing that so within six months the first full show had come together which was which was a surprise and a a treat a show Um, which
0: you performed in a very very exciting pink shell suit as well I'd like to point out I mean as as costume choices go how on earth did you stumble upon that Uh, (laughs) because it's what you're wearing on the cover of the book as well
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of just become the visual brand of sorts, but it was never my intention. <laughs> so so I, I was I was with my girlfriend um, the weekend before, before I did the show, before I, I debuted at a, a festival called Stuff, which is great. It's a student fringe festival in Nottingham. And they asked me if I had a show because I knew them from like a previous project or whatever. And they said, have you got a show to come down this year? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just lied. I just made one up. Um, but I was, I was with my girlfriend the weekend before. I so said, I need... I need something because I wear I wear a T-shirt that I need to hide during the show. Oh, course! Yeah. I, 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 I need a jacket that's kind of light enough that I, I can wear without really sweating. And then I actually borrowed my girlfriend's mum's <laughs> pink and blue, um, <laughs> like right, like a mac, like this raincoat, mm. and I wore that for the show. And I actually kind of like the colours for it. And then I thought, well. I couldn't keep that, so I just went like rounds of, uh, around lots of uh, charity shops in Manchester and vintage shops. I tried to find something similar like a, from a colour scheme perspective, and then found this shell suit jacket. I think I got it for about four quid, <laughs> and, I, and I've wore, I've wore it more than anything i've worn <laughs> in
0: my entire life it's funny the perfect clothes are not the most expensive right my 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 dodgy waistcoat i wear for my school's work uh is was was like eight quid and, and a little festival stool somewhere and i think i've worn that piece of clothing more than any other piece of clothing in my yeah, life it's,
1: it's so good it just kind of falls together doesn't it you just see something you go that's that's I'll, I'll use that that's the one <laughs> <laughs> forever i'll use I, that for the next four years
0: yeah exactly and it's it's very nice and and the cover of tiny badger do you want to give a quick shout out to the illustrations as well because there's 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 you there's queen there's the the pigeon makes an appearance so there's a bit about pigs and ants on there um but uh, who's done the illustrations for the book
1: so that is an australian artist called india voss Mm. um and you can find them on instagram under the tag of uh pulp fiction so it's like pulp fiction but with an m instead of an n okay and a a comedian i really like she had done some fan art for that comedian Mm. and then he'd shared it on his page and I was like this is incredible this kind of like pulp fictiony kind of comic book vibe um, so I just sent I just sent her a message and said do you want to design a book <laughs> and she said yeah and uh, so we, we we've been figuring that out for a couple of months and then um, my girlfriend Rosie minute uh, she she has done illustrations inside the book, and I'll be sharing some of those illustrations, kind of on my social media channel soon. Great, uh, to give a flavour of there, like because they're. But she kept sending me all these fantastic illustrations, and I had to keep telling her to make them worse so they could match, kind of, the, <laughs> the because she's this fantastic. She could do all these really intricate drawings, She got like the highest mark in the world for like an art A level or something like Great. that. So she, I, I give her a brief, said, so, "Can you draw me this?" And it'd be incredible. I go, "No, I need it. I need it to be a lot worse than this. Cause it's, it's too good." Uh, but yeah. It's, those
0: two are great it is, it is and it's a fantastic cover it really does look like a, a kind of old-style comic book which is wonderful even with the uh, the comic code authority stamp in the corner which <laughs> yes. is a nice little nod to anyone who likes a good comic book or two um mm-hmm. we're going to uh, now, now i've got to kind of uh, press on because uh, unfortunately for this station we have to play music from uh, from time to time as well as talking uh, but you've chosen something which i honestly i didn't think this would even be in our playlist and i'm kind of ashamed that it is other than the fact that it is possibly the catchiest song that was ever written uh, isn't it and, and we're back in eurovision circles from 1975 this time but not a british entry you want to tell us the the, the background of this wonderful song
1: well as far as i'm concerned um Teachings, ins ding ding-a-dong is 1975's answer to um <laughs> to to day flares think about things um i don't even know what i heard i heard it on like a film or a tv show or something and i i loved it i thought it was one of the best things i've ever heard in my entire life um and they're a dutch band they were the dutch entry to 1975 eurovision and it's the catchiest and worst and best song i've ever heard um I-
0: yeah, I mean, we're going to play it, but I, I, I'm going to have to say to people after this show and later on, when you finish listening to Stage to Screen last night and when you finish listening to The Great Night, when it, when it's like the middle of the night and Rossendale Radio are not broadcasting, um, uh, just have a, have a look at the video for this as well. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think that's where it really does itself justice when you see them giving their heart and soul in this performance, um, because it is a, it's a beautiful thing. That's all I can say. We're going to have a listen to it now. This is Ding-a-Dong.
1: Look for Ad Rossendale Radio on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. This is, is Rossendale Radio.
0: Yes, it's the final part of our Waffle Hour. We've been ding-a-donging all the way through, dancing our way around the studio. And uh, and thank you very much for that. Um, I... I, I I, sometimes the, the music that the, the, the guests choose for us, it just uh, it leaves you kind of stumped uh, as to where to go next. Uh, maybe we should be talking about uh, uh, what you've been doing during this wonderful, I think you described it earlier as the event. Um, uh, <laughs> your opinions on, on Zoom performance?
1: My opinions on... that are
0: broadcastable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I've I've enjoyed watching some people. I watched Rose Condo do her Zoom uh, pamphlet launch, a uh, mm-hmm. book launch, sorry, for after the storm, yeah. and that was great. And I watched Rob Stevenson do one, yep. and that was great. And then I did a slight Zoom performance, and it was awful, <laughs> and I hated doing it. Um, I d- I just feels so weird. I sat in my kitchen. And I was like, do I like, kind of? how high energy should this be? Do you know I mean? It's just, it was it, just so odd. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? It's you, just, oh, I know
0: it's, it's just impossible to gauge. I think that's the thing is that you, we just absolutely desperately need those audiences back. Don't we? You yeah. Just, until you can literally, I, I mean, I mean, some performers have said, you know, well, actually, I kind of like not seeing people. Um, and and <laughs> it's fine if you if I think if you're a reading poet, if you just want to share your work and then get out of there, then fine. But if you need that interaction and that kind of buzz from it as, as, as yeah. yours is, you know, you very much talk to the audience and you get the, yeah, you know, you're telling jokes to them. Uh, you know, for the for the majority of the bits between your poems, you're uh, you you know, you're sharing comedy with them, aren't you? Um, yeah. And and I can imagine that must be desperately hard to deal with when you're getting nothing back.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's weird. So, like, so, so the one, the one I did, it um, was it was it was a, it was a slam, hmm. and obviously you've only got three minutes, and I don't know. It just gave me kind of. Um, <laughs> for, like kind of traumatic flashbacks to a, a, <laughs> yet like a worst fringe show. He's just kind of doing these little snippets, um, but then to complete silence because obviously everyone actually had their their mics muted. Yeah, and a lot of them have their cameras turned off, so I'm just kind of screaming into a void about Joe Petty <laughs> to, to, to zero response. And I found that I, I I'm not kind of rushing to do it again. Yeah, um, but that's the thing. But like I, I didn't even want to attempt to do stand-up i've seen some people kind of pre-record stand-up and, they, and they've done an, it, this isn't a par on there because they've done incredibly well to kind of and they they really commit to it and it works i i just i don't think i could do it i, I don't think i've got the, the resolve to kind of perform in a, I might perform stand-up to myself in a room to complete silence i think
0: i guess nobody uh, ever trained anybody for any of this this was this was never no. on the agenda was it and everyone's learned how to deal with audiences and live live events but that nobody's ever dealt with this idea of of just one-way communication in comedy and 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 performance it's, it's so hard to deal with um but you'll yeah. be back next year that's the that's the thing once uh, once this is all this is all gone because it'll be gone next year right Mm-hmm. um yeah, think so. there are there are plans to do uh a, a tour with the with the with the new pamphlet yeah
1: yeah i think i think i think that's i think that's right um yeah, like kind of rules allowing and restrictions allowing i'd like to kind of it, it seems quite a good fit as well to kind of be able to kind of convince people to let me come in promote my book and um and obviously there's, there's quite there's a lot of new material in the book as well uh from then uh what i maybe did in sets in the yeah. past couple of years because a lot of it's stuff that's kind of it was it's only really suitable for the page but then obviously if it's part of like a pamphlet launch then i could absolutely get away with <laughs> reading things from the book absolutely um, so
0: uh, do you want to do you yes, want to maybe share yeah. another one from from the book and then uh and then we can sort of uh, big it up and uh, let people know about where they can get hold of it at, uh, towards the end there
1: yeah, I can read a bit of a. I can read a weirder one if, if you'd like. Oh,
0: let's go weird! Um, it's Sunday afternoon. We've been losing listeners all day, so I, we, we we might as well. If we're going to go that, we'll 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 go weird and we'll, we'll kill them all. No, it's fine.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, we, we'll go out. We'll go out, We'll go out swinging on this one. Uh, <laughs> we're going to we're going we're to lose listeners. We might as well go out. That's I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry if I cost you your listenership. More. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, so I've got a, a poem. It kind of came out of a discussion that me and some friends were having. And we started talking about a guy who may or may not exist called Tiny Carl. (laughs) Okay. And um, Tiny Carl is a a barber. And this is the poem about Tiny Carl, the barber, if that's okay. okay. Let's go, Rick. Tiny Carl is my barber. He sits on my shoulder and snips around my ears, layering the top and back. He shaves with his tiny razor to the precise millimetre he needs. He smokes a tiny cigar and tells me about the Lilliputian casserole tiny Deborah will have on the table when he gets home. He laughs with a hoarse, wheezy chuckle, a mini Harvey Fierstein. I tip him 20 quid, which is more than the cut itself, and joke about how he should use the notes as a duvet. Maybe it'll bring tiny Carl Luck to sleep wrapped in cash. He accuses me of being a witch, a nasty witch. I protest. He scowls. I'll be back next Tuesday. And that's the end of that poem. <laughs> and that's
0: the end of the poem. <laughs> No, I I, I think absolutely. Look, tiny, sprite-like barbers is exactly what... Because we're we're missing barbers. This is maybe what barbers have become while they've been in lockdown. They've all been shrunk down to tiny size and they'll all be sitting on our shoulders.
1: Yeah, I I think maybe that's it. I think maybe... if if all the barbers don't receive the proper governmental kind of central support that they need, and from a financial perspective, um, I think the Fey world, the fairy world, will have to maybe intervene <laughs> and send out send out some gnomes of sorts to sit on our shoulders, because it's a bit of anything. Argu- like arguably, it's a better vantage point um, to be closer. <laughs> You have to switch. You have to switch shoulders halfway through. I guess actually, so
0: maybe tiny, fun. tiny little trampettes for for the shoulders. Maybe this is what shoulder pads were invented for. This to, to, to yeah. leap from one shoulder to the other.
1: I think maybe you need like a little swivel chair that goes around the back of your neck, so he can he can always he can always be at the correct angle. Uh,
0: is is this how you write? Is this is, is, is Are you very much one of those what if writers? Is, you know what I mean? Let's see if we can take hairdressers and gnomes and we'll put them together and see what comes out. Is that is that how the is that your process? How does it work?
1: I Paul, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what my process is. I think <laughs> of things and then I write them down, <laughs> and then I, there's no logic to it. There, there is sometimes. Do you know the Queen one? Yeah, about the Queen being the Back of a pantomime horse. Yeah, um, that one was because I was thinking about what, who's the most high-profile prof- high person, and who, what is the kind of most anonymous professional <laughs> 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 That's the back of a pantomime horse, and then the queen. But like for for this, this, this we were just talking. Me and mates were talking at pub at one point, and we just started riffing about um, this guy called Tiny Carl, and mm-hmm. someone said he's Tiny Carl, and it kind of transpired that uh, he was he was one of our barbers, and uh, I thought that was really funny, and then I ran with that. Um, um, and now he's yeah. in a book, a tiny <laughs> Carl,
0: tiny Carl, in a tiny book, and it's all fine, and in a tiny badger. <laughs>
1: exactly tiny car tiny
0: badger it's a match made in heaven oh, it's been it's been brilliant to talk to you again uh, and uh and I've, i really wish we had longer as as ever um and fingers crossed it's not going to be too long into 2021 before we actually see each other again and uh, yeah, we can actually uh, get get some stuff going um now your final a complete change of tone uh, for your final song choice yeah um uh, we're going to uh, put the details by the way of, uh, of how to get hold of tiny badger we'll put it in the comments uh section for today's uh show page uh so if you if uh, if you if you go to the um, look for for my show link for today and then uh, we've got the, the link to the uh, to the book in there um, that will go up in the next few minutes. But you've gone for uh, Tom Payne's Bones, which is a real folky kind of tune, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a great song. So I, this just came up on my Spotify one time, you know, kind of on a, a recommended, because I listen to like a lot of you and McColl and a lot of folk songs. There's a folk band from Hartlepool called The Youngins who I listen to a lot. So then on a, one of the kind of mixes on one of the song radios, this song came up and I, I, I love it. I think it's one of the nicest folk songs um, that I've heard it. Ages. i just think it's very nice and it's, I, it's, it's nicer to end on a, a nice note isn't it rather than teaching dig a dog
0: <laughs> well there's i mean there's nothing wrong with it but uh, this is certainly certainly more thoughtful for a sunday afternoon uh mm-hmm. brogan tizak carlin which i got, got I almost got right that time uh yeah. I'll, I'll learn your name i promise you right uh, in, within the next 10 years or so i guarantee it um it's been wonderful thank you for coming on to talk about your book and all the things you've been doing here is tom Baines bones 104.7
1: Rossendale Radio.
0: And there we go. We come to the end of another Waffledee Bite sized podcast. My thanks go to Brogan T. Zach Carlin uh, for his time to spend with us uh, talking about his brand new book Uh, and of course uh, uh, talking about those those days where we were allowed to go out and perform. Uh, And it's great to speak to somebody who's got that real experience of performing on stage uh, either as part of a comedy duo or working on stage as uh, part of a review or in more recent times uh, doing stand-up shows himself and weaving in his performance poetry into that as well it's it's a truly lovely event every time he performs on stage and it was great to, to get him on the radio and what amazing music Joyce is as well uh, to, taking us back to Eurovision Heaven uh, from 1975 I think I don't think that, that song's going to leave my brain for quite a while thanks a lot uh, and we very much hope to speak to you again soon uh, we'll be back next week with another great guest on Waffle the Bite Size podcast. Stay safe, everybody. My thanks as ever go to the team at Rossendale Radio for all your help and support over the time. And of course, to Melanie Kemp for all of her work editing uh, and producing Waffle the Bite Size podcast. We will see you again next week.